The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable. And they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D, coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Injury Podcast. Mm, that's us. We I- are jured. I got crutches. I got a knee scooter because my foot's jacked. Jared's got a broken rib. Charles tore three ligaments in his ankle. We're basically a bunch of Barneys. Yeah, we're just here, man, doing it up. I dropped a sandbag on my ankle. It's still healing, too. It's all really just the time. We're getting tested right now, okay? (laughs) What's up with your resilience? We'll find out. Took me like an hour to take a shower. (laughs) The hour shower club. And I'm like sitting on the bench in the shower. <laughs> Just <laughs> like a 90-year-old You should start bringing man. in like podcast uh, speakers. Like and some like shower music gears. And you just like hanging out. Well, like. I got that little boom box that Impulse gave me. Oh, yeah. And I, I should probably, it's waterproof, so I should probably bring that in the shower and just like That's have That's the a, one. Just have a time. Is it Bluetooth? It's Bluetooth. You're in. Yeah. It's kicker, dude. It's <laughs> totally it's got a, a sick kicker. It's a kicker. That's got a bazooka tube hookup. It's just, I can put in there if I want to. It's just bass. The flow. Got bass in the bass in the place. I think that's the right thing to do. If you, I mean, what else are you gonna do with a gimped out foot? Your toes aren't nearly as purple as they were yesterday. I know they're they're looking like you have to peel back to get to the purple, which it's not going all the way like mm, but up still, the toe. But I they're mean, yeah, they're better. It's less swollen too. Yeah, and I kind of I kind of have like a little bit of little bit of feeling on the top chris has a boot i'm i'm like i'm wrapped he's definitely got a full situation i'm shrouded dude it's it sucks but it's honestly i don't know what happened but i'm like you know what i don't fucking care like, yeah it's not that big of a deal well I you think know it's good it's super annoying getting around is hard walking the dog down the stairs is borderline impossible <laughs> but i did it yesterday it was super nuts that sounds scary Cause he, uh, our stairs are steep and he won't, go, he won't go down the stairs. So I like, he had to go to the bathroom oh, yesterday geez. and I was like, you put out a litter box out your front door. I was like, you need to go potty. And he's like, starts freaking out. Cause he was acting like a, like a Barney. So <laughs> I took, got his leash on crutched halfway down the stairs. And once the leash ran out, he was just up at the top, just staring at me. You just have to he, pull him. He wouldn't move. No, I pulled him and he pulled back the other way and I was like, fine. So I crutched back up. Went back inside. I was like, I can't help you. Then he started freaking out again. I said, you need to go potty. And he flipped out again. So I crutched halfway down the stairs. Same thing. So I crutched back up to the fourth stair. And I sat on the fourth stair. And I like reached up and behind me <laughs> and grabbed him and pulled him down to the stair that I was on. And then he would walk down the oh, rest so of the Oh, so you stairs. got him a little. You started the line. I like gave a, him like a boost. You go 20, I'll go 80. Yes, he, he walks up, no problem, but he just doesn't want to walk down. I don't know why. He's only walked down the stairs two times in his 
10 month existence he's come to life now he's really you're really making him brave with that little step you're just meeting him halfway yeah i'm like here let me let me shepherd you into this some babies can't make it on their own into this situation some babies can't make it on their own but then i'm like watching instagram clips of this dude who's just like ripping at skateboarding with no legs tearing it up just insane so i think i've seen videos of that guy there's a couple people that are in that zone so there's one dude who has like legs up to his knees and then there's another i I saw a higher cut yeah the higher cut like just below the hips higher cut dude rips he's i think he's brazilian so he does everything with his hands but he'll do like He'll skate the pyramid. He'll skate rails. He'll do like Smith and Feeble I think I saw the on rails, rails and he'll like have it pinched in there with his hands. It's fucking insane. It's nuts. Like I can't even, I can't even fathom. It doesn't even, it makes me feel like, well, cool. I'm super lame. In the past year, two blind skateboarders have dropped video parts. These Whoa. motherfuckers are blind. So they have their yeah. cane. Like their stick. They're skating with their cane. They're skating with their cane and they'll kind of feel out the spot. And then as they're going, like if they're coming up to a ledge or a curb or a bank, they'll like like scoop the cane up onto it to see where it is. And they'll they'll do tricks. <laughs> That's really crazy. And awesome. then sometimes they'll like keep keep the cane, like holding the cane, or sometimes you'll see them they'll like if they're going up like a bank or something, they'll like feel the lip of where the bank starts. And once they feel that, they can kind of drop let us drop the cane. That's nuts. Like flip to fakie or whatever. But like That's ledge crazy. tricks and flip tricks, dude. I like. I can't even imagine doing a flip trick. I can imagine that you'd be good at f- your feeling, right? Your kinesthetic feeling. But like, it's, I can't imagine having that like matrix sense where you know what I'm saying. Like you can see it without even seeing it. This one dude did That's like so an cool. under flip or something off of a five stair. I'm like blown away. I'm like, cool. A ledge trick. I, I kind of get it. You know, you, it's still insane, but you like feel where the ledge is with your cane. And then you understand where that distance is. If you go up and do, I'll just use generic terms. Cause not everyone's a skateboarder. Right. But if you do like a grind or a slide or something, right. your foot never really leaves your board. So you have that sure. contact, but if you're doing flip tricks off stairs, like once you flick it, you're just floating you're waiting in space. for it to hit your feet again. <laughs> yeah, you're just out there. That's nuts. And you're like, cool. You don't know where your feet are. That'd so be so crazy. It's so you could get swept at any time because you don't know if you're landing bolts or if you're landing on the tail and you're gonna get whipped. Oh my gosh! But they're doing it, so I'm like, yeah, I can't really complain. No, I can picture the feeling, and I don't like it. No, that scares the shit out like of me. Dark, floating through the sky. I can see it, and I don't like it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I guess I can see it too. I guess you would never bail, though. You're like, I'm fully committed because I don't know otherwise. I mean, and people who are fully committed get better quicker. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, no, not good. Kick oh, it out. man. Not good. Kick it out. That's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe you have a little. Isn't that nuts? I don't I, I don't know. I, yep. Guess I can't imagine what it would be like. So I don't really. insane. Yeah, skateboarding is like blowing my mind right now. I You get to watch a lot of it with that sick. I've been catching up. He's got a big boot. He's got a big boot, everybody. (laughs) I've been, yeah, this is like a weird, it's like hard on the back, and then I'll get a walking boot. Is there something under there? Is it like a false cast under there? Yeah, there's a splint. Oh, so So all down the back of my calf, and then under my actual foot. Keeping your foot from not moving down. Yeah, I can't actually move my foot, and then there's a soft wrap around it's a thick soft wrap. Yeah, it's a big. I mean, you got like like a full half inch. Oh, okay, so you're like. It's, it's like it's multi. Yeah, you got multi levels in that thing. Yeah, 
if it was any harder, it would be the cast for sure. I'm wondering if I should just wrap my ankle and live it for a while, but Dude, I have it's that too wrap. late you now. Use it. It's too late now. I don't know. It's Injury's not too cool. Late. Injuries are super cool. <laughs> Injuries put you back. Injuries do, you know, put you back is like, I think, breathing the cigarette smoke of the hotels in Las Vegas. I think I, I came home with like sinus pressure and just like we tired. We went to Reno. Grace gave me a heads up. She's like, hey, I just checked us into the hotel. Just to let you know, everything smells like smoke. The rooms are okay. Yeah. But you walk through the door and it's... I mean, everybody smokes inside. I can't believe anybody goes there. Vegas. I can't believe anybody smokes. Nevada, the whole country. Inside? Yeah. The whole country of Nevada. That's fucking insane, dude. <laughs> you guys need to secede from the union with that shit. That's fucking <laughs> nuts. It's out of hand, dude. Was, That's the, the, next the best shit. hotels have the have the filters or like the oxygen, whatever's going on. They've like got the built-in Febrezers so that you can't really smell it when you're walking through like Like it's like area. a big cigar smoking room where there's like some ventilation going on Dude, or whatever yeah that whatever the, like like i noticed the bellagio when we went in there it was not that smoky smelling but you still catch whiffs when you go by people who are smoking and i'm like well they're still smoking here but you can't really tell that's crazy in like the cosmo the cosmo in the cosmo okay let's talk about how you broke your rib uh warren I'm talking to you. Warren, you're acting like a punk out there, Warren, dude. wait, I, I, I am not going to call his last name because everybody will look, at him, look him up. But Warren was a Harlem Globetrotter, and he played at UNLV, and he's good at basketball. And It's probably enough information for people to find him anyway. Yep, that's all you got. <laughs> I mean, he's he's probably pretty findable. He's like a dude. And he, uh, yeah, he did a hard spin move with a really sharp elbow right into my right backside so i got a broken rib and it doesn't feel good and it <laughs> sure didn't that day uh, he looked like a big dude he's a big it was fun to play camp was sick him. though yeah yeah so i mean you guys heard it earlier we got to go to camp it was a really crazy experience shout out to the pro camps people and all that stuff and everybody volunteered but yeah i mean you show up and you pretend like you're in the nba and you you go down and you get your gear and they give you a number and you get to have like a you know the world cup olympic jersey which I didn't realize you can't buy those with a number on it. Not your name, but your number. They're reversible, and you get your shoes and your deal, and then you go get evaluated, and it's like two 16-minute games, and they sub you. It's like they they put you together four teams to begin with, and you need to like play one team for 16 minutes. Sub so wait, is it four. two games a day? Two games a day, yeah. Two games a day. Two games a day. How many games total did you play? Uh, I played five of what could have been six games. So if you would well plus the trial, so like six games. Yeah, could have been seven games in three days, and then you know your practice, your little warm up. So you didn't actually tell me how did the bracket end up working to where they decide who's the champion? Uh, actually, it all works out as like preliminaries, and then the last day is finals day. So like the last day is the actual tournament. Gotcha. So you get seated for the week in your games, and we were two and we were three and one to finish. The the week and then that doesn't matter though they just seed you right and so we were seeded number two against there's that one team who didn't win lose a game but then that the day the end of the the day of preliminaries three minutes left in the game or four minutes or so is when I got my rib broke and I was our second leading scorer which I was really stoked on and in that game that I got my rib broke I was the leading scorer and I was feeling awesome and I was like oh tomorrow's gonna be a rad and then Dude hit me real hard, and it was like, you know when you, you when you break or something real happens, like your whole body reacts in a moment, and it was just like, it hit there, and I was like, oh no, this is like kidney problems, this is the first thing I thought, and then 
but you're high on endorphins because playing well. You're in the game. You're warm. So, like, hurts real bad, but you can play through. Like, yeah. I've broken two ribs before and, like, one in CrossFit. And you doing muscle-ups. I smash it on the bar. You can keep doing stuff. So I do it, and then you have your NBA trainer people and D1 trainers, and you go check them out afterwards. And they're like, I don't know. I mean, I can push on it, and you're breathing, and it's okay. I'm like, yeah, but it hurts pretty bad. And they're like, yeah, it's hard to tell. We'll see tomorrow. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. And then the next day, I was a non-factor on offense, and we typically needed my points to win games. So we lost in overtime. We typically need my points <laughs> to win games. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Everybody needs to contribute. And I was one of those ones that was like a, a consistent 10-plus points a game for our team. And I didn't do it. And so, so you we lost in overtime down, huh? to the same guy's team, which is Charles's team, actually. Oh, geez. Uh, Warren and Chuck took our team down, which uh, if you saw on my Instagram, I am happy that Chuck made finals. Cause so Warren's on him. Chuck's team. Uh-huh. Uh, Warren and Chuck played together. So Chuck paid him off. Yeah, Chuck was all get He's all take this motherfucker Chuck out, actually dude. broke uh, another dude on my team, Jason's uh, rib as well throw them bows how damn some of those dudes play the, the strong arm elbow Chuck defense. must have had some momentum going because he's kind of a skinny dude well th- he's skinny but if you've played if you got deed up by chuck he he uses that arm pretty strong actually and i mean chuck got five fouls a game he was on the ver- <laughs> chuck was like that's actually not the surprising verge of fouling to me. out every single game yeah he's like uh he'll like hold you and he'll grab you and he'll like he's all that's what you gotta do dude do you remember when it, I don't know if it was like Mike Iyer's birthday or something. I didn't his, go, but I remember y'all went. So there was some kind of game that everyone was playing. I don't even know the context of it. Wasn't it, it like tag with paintballs or something like that, or like Nerf guns? There was something weird where one game was like you. It was like almost like a tag out game. Yeah. Was it capture the flag? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Chuck and I were like the two last people in there, and he was. It's like he was on cocaine. Yeah, dude. he no, that's how he, he was like all up in my shit, and yep. I was like, bro, chill. That's how it was. He's um, even in that last game. He's all, hey, should we? Should I like ask them to not cover you so that we could just like play and not? And I'm on. I mean, it's like we don't really have a choice with these lineups. Like you're gonna end up. We're gonna have to d each other up, and half the time we play zone anyway. So I was like, it's fine. Like whatevs. And yeah, dude, it was fun. I mean. He's definitely good. He's he's deceiving, right? Because he's like slow than quick. He like has a quick step, and yeah. then he's definitely not afraid to just like have that contact. Oh yeah, he's fast. Like he doesn't look like it, but he was. That's why when we were playing that game, he was like moving. I yeah. was like, "Well, I've never seen this before." Yeah, he gets into I, it. I'm pretty sure he ended up winning that. I'm sure little he did. capture the flag. He is thing. very competitive. He's super competitive. He's definitely competitive. Like he did his. I was watching their game, and I was just sitting there all bummed. Like, dang it, I can't even contribute to my team. <laughs> I'm such a loser in this competition that doesn't matter at all. I don't know. You're probably a good person to have on the bench, like rallying the troops, though. No, I was. It was. You it know? was over. This was like when I was watching them play finals. Oh, after. And then he like busted his ankle out, right? And then they like, you know, they take him and they tape him up, and he comes back in. So wait, what happened? Like, how did he do that? Chuck will go hard to the hole to get fouled, and he just like went straight into the middle of a pack of people and jumped and like came down on somebody. This guy's got a fucking death wish, huh? (laughs) (laughs) He did say, I mean, he did. He remember he like broke his nose. He like got like stitches on his forehead. I wonder, dude, what if we got Chuck on the weight gain program? Like, what if we started taking him to the gym and getting him some like protein instead of just bagels? You got to get him to go. Like, what if he got? (laughs) What if he put on like fifteen pounds? I was like, that'd well, be kind of gangster. That'd be fun. He'd That's be, why I was he'd like, he'd be kind mm. of 
if we get in that rec league, which we're going to get into. I'm sure we will. Actually, he said he didn't want to play rec league. So what maybe the you fuck? and me will play rec league. Yeah, right. He only he wants to stick with his Thursday night games. You can't add a game in? <laughs> he wants to do it. You can call you him out. You can't add a game. Call him out right now. Oh. I was like, I was like, we can get a team together and do rec league. He's all, no, I mean, uh, I'll probably just do my Thursday You want to go games. skate? No, I only skate on Tuesdays <laughs> with the guys at Mike Fox, all right? <laughs> I don't come to the Aptos Park. <laughs> Not on Friday. No way. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know what he's he's kind of particular because there was I went to this <laughs> game on the Monday night and there's this dude there who's a local guy that he knows and he doesn't like him either. And he's like, oh, if that guy goes, I'm not going. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why? And he goes, I just don't want to play with him. And I'm like, all, That's right, all right. I was like, it's not that bad. I was like, I get it that people are annoying in basketball, but like. They're always been there. I mean, That's like a <laughs> That's thing like you got to deal with. That's part of the game. I. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens yeah. when we sign up and we get a couple people together. And then I get he's my not dog there, Michael, dude, Michael Jordan. When I get when I get Sean McDonough to come over here and play some ball with us, dude. I'm pretty hyped. He's not man. playing ball. He's playing golf. Whatever. It's all <laughs> but gonna, he's giving the good shit talk. It's all gonna be good, dude. We'll have some cat and cloud jerseys. Oh, that'd be fun actually. To some make hot a couple numbers. Jerseys. We we'll should just, make a couple jerseys. I mean, we'd dude, just for ourselves. Simple. Even. We, we just could make our own dream team. Yeah, we just run them by the screen. I mean, the screen printers down the street. They'll probably like. It'll be smaller than the minimum run, but we'd let's call in a favor. Dude, the be colors like, hey, can are you print sick. Like we get those sort of North Carolina old school colors on. Yeah, them? we could do like yeah, Carolina blue. Maybe like a reversible like pink with pink the blue on the inside. And be, yeah, uh, yeah, it'd be like the blue with most mostly blue with the pink, and the other side mostly pink with some blue. Yeah, and some white like outline yeah. hits around the numbers or something like that. Probably just do that anyway, so we can have them. And then maybe some instead of our names, like some fucking nickname Nicknames. kind of things. <laughs> Wide Ivy five three zero. Hopefully not. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna go over well these days. Until I get my game, my real crossover game back and can uh, jump. I don't know, dude. It might be. Fun I did to pretty, just fuck yeah. with people. I'm pretty excited about that. I did ball again. I'm, I'm really excited. I was the leading scorer on second, my team. Second, second leading scorer. Second leading One game, team. I was the leading scorer. Dude. Okay. That was with not even playing that well to be real. That was why I was excited. I was like, oh, this is. I could actually like. I could be somebody. <laughs> how weird is that? That's how you. I actually feel. When you're playing a game with like dudes who have like their life is like finance and hedge funds and I'm like a cafe owner and like a dad and then I'm like, but really what matters is if I score, if I'm like one of the dogs at the at camp. It just all ties back to the podcast that I we know, recorded a couple so weeks funny. ago where you're competitive and you want to contribute and then oh, it's just fun to be th good. There's also only some, you know, I was thinking about what you were saying where you're like, you know, I need something that's like just for fun. But really, how fun is it to have something that's just for fun? Like, how fun is it to do something that you really don't care about how you do in it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a personality Stuff's thing. Stuff's not it that fun when you're well. like, if you're not, not like you have to compare yourself against everybody else and be like the best in the world. But if you're super casual about everything, that's probably not the most healthy thing either. Yeah, I was. I think maybe my just for fun stuff is like when you go to when I go to Disneyland or when I go out to eat. Like yeah, that's my for fun. It's just stuff. for fun. Yeah, there's no perf you know. But yeah. if you're gonna be like, if you're gonna be playing basketball, you might as well play to win well, or play to do as well as right. you possibly. The point can. is to win the game typically, and then to play well. You know, roll like roll like that, and you're not trying to prove yourself to these other people. That's no. not what you're trying to do. Like you want to be accepted and, and like be a part. Like contributing is 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 being a part of the team. Yeah, right? they liked me no matter what. So they, I was down. And then know. it sucks to be a part of the team. Everybody knows when there's a person on the team that doesn't do anything. 
when there's a person on the yeah. team that's a little bit more lazy, when there's a person on the team that just does, kind of phones it in. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good to have that person around. So you get a few people together that are charging hard. You put a little bit of pressure on yourself, and then you perform better because of it, and then yeah. it's fine. And oh. you get to go home, and now you're back home. Now I'm back home. You have a great time. You have great memories. You want to do it again. Real bad, yeah. And you don't feel like you're in this perpetual motion machine of, I wonder if I wonder if Wes from basketball camp still thinks I'm cool. Oh, no. You know, I all think, that's I done. I think they're down. That's done. Everybody's. Yeah, I think they're down. Everybody's in the game. Everybody can have a bad game. It's, like, not a big deal. Yeah. I fine. was like, at the end of the day, if, there, if we were playing, like, a real season and I had one bad game, it's like, that's part of life. So oh, it yeah. just happened to be the game I was the most excited about. It's probably that was why it was a bummer. Elevated too, because you know, you in a world where you only get six games, yeah, the season's so short. Like, well, and like mom spaghetti, right? Here. Everyone counts. Like, I'm getting in good with the coaches. I'm getting scouted right now. I'm hanging out with Chris Mullen, y'all. I did. I saw Chris Mullen. I saw Chris Who'd Mullen. Who'd you talk I saw to today? Mitch Greg Popovich. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to the pop. Talked to Kerr. Kerr's over in my... Yeah. I should post that video just because it's such post a time. The whole post more. Post everything. I dude. know. It's just like all of it. It was It was a lot of fun. You should probably just fire it off. Like, put it on the story You should probably make it a sticky story on your profile. Oh, yeah. Sticky like stories. Like highlights? Sticky basketball stories camp. with Jaren's t- and Basketball Steve. camp weekend? Yeah. I put a little one up from PJ Carlis. Carlissimo, 58 all the, seconds. All the most famous people there it is. in the world. And then I could stick the whole story, huh? Boom. And then I'll like, and then you can put it to your highlights or some shenanigans. Is that how you do it? Yeah, it's going to go up. And then Chuck's walking in the front, just chucking it, chucking it, chucking the jiving. I got some things from the internet if you want to the internet switch, needs to talk. Yeah, switch some we gears. We should talk about the internet. So. I don't. These aren't really questions. Okay. Okay. But a couple of weeks ago, I threw something out there that was like, "What sucks about your job?" Oh, I remember that. So I have a ton of these things. So should I'm we should we address and like give our responses to, or just, just like yeah, maybe hear them out. Maybe commentary on mm. or ways to move forward in a productive manner because I all right, all right, I all right. feel like employees at any level probably have more power than they think or more control over things that could happen even if it feels like they don't and i feel like there's always a way that you can start the chain like start being that positive example that you want to be okay oh, okay so that's the intro song yep i want to get like a transition like how seth oh we need a lot of those (laughs) 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 he's all he loves seinfeld i bet in his heart oh for sure he's all slap the bass super hardcore something good that could be the next oh here oh wait let's start from the beginning i'm sorry everybody out there you don't have to be sorry i have so many sorry about being too tight for anybody's good I'm I'm sorry that you wrote in so many questions. And Tell me something good. Lack of structure and systems in our company. Cool. This is super common, I think. I think lack of systems is super common. Lack in of company. systems is not surprising, especially in, I'm assuming that probably 70 plus percent of these people work in coffee in some way, shape, or form. So especially at cafes that are oftentimes run by, you know, in that mom and pop zone. Yeah. <laughs> so 
if you work somewhere that has lack of structure and systems in your company, what I would say is you can take a crack at developing those systems and structures, but you got to take the right angle on it. So mm-hmm. let's say you're the boss. Let's say you're my boss. Great. And I come at you and I'm like, Jer, we don't have any systems in the company. Good what talk. are you doing? Also, I made these systems. You should use them. Yeah. And you're like, this fucking kid yeah, like, sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm going to trust your uh, approach at all. <laughs> right. Because my communication skills are whack. There's no rapport built. And it doesn't actually seem like I'm doing it for the good of the organization. It seems like I'm doing it for me. Well, yeah. And I mean, then you think immediately past it. It's like, great. If I let this person take a crack at it, that means that I'm uh, going to perpetuate or allow this person to have that kind of influence on not only my company but to be able to speak and be that way to whomever and affect our culture in that way and it's important that people understand that that when you're pitching an idea even if it's a good idea there's a way to do it that's going to make the person on the other end want to receive it and a lot of times when i think people's bosses don't quote unquote listen to people it's not that they don't think that they're good ideas or they don't hear them. They're a little off put by the delivery and they see some sort of toxicity going in. So I'd say yeah. the first step in anything is developing some good rapport and a good relationship. Don't try to go in hard with your boss if you're not on really good terms. And if your boss isn't super outgoing because not all bosses are, take the time to get to know your boss. Take the time. Chat with them talk to them like ask them about things because once that rapport is built and there's a little bit more structure you can enter into that conversation in in a much softer way in a way that doesn't tell someone that they're doing something wrong also right instead of being hey our systems suck this is whack we don't have shit going on we need to fix it this is wrong unacceptable i would even yeah i I would just take it to the level where you could come in and offer it in terms of help and actually you need to kind of be a visionary for anything that you're talking about and it can't be as simple as like in the, in my opinion at least i'm going to respond a lot more to somebody who comes in and is like hey i've got some ideas on how to improve what we're doing right now and then you you can kind of walk the person through a system or two but it's more than that it's like walk them through the system that we currently have the system that you want to integrate and the difference in what you believe will improve and the outcome and like paint a real picture of the change and the process it'll take to go through that change. Cause then even if it's like a whole, let me think on it or let me like, we can talk through the whys of why this system is how it is now you have this, you essentially immediately establish that rapport in a way where it's like, it's a helping rapport and the person can understand exactly what you're trying to change, why you're trying to change it, and what you believe the outcome will be if. And you have to come with this comprehensive look because you're totally right, Chris. Most people come in, they either don't build a rapport, they might deliver wrong, or they just come in and well, deliver something that kind of makes you feel like they haven't really, they just think they're hot shit. And also, or you did it wrong. I would wager seven times out of ten, your boss probably already sees what's wrong. They already know what's wrong. Yeah, they're hoping and, somebody will do and it. And are feeling overwhelmed by the mass of work that they have to do. And if someone would make it easy for them or figure out a way to put that into play, 
most people are down with that. Yeah. There's also the Jedi mind trick of making someone feel like it's their idea. Oh. You know, yeah. and just kind of being like, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. I noticed this happened. Wh- what if we what if we did something like this? Yeah. Keyword we. Yeah. What if we did something like this? And then you can follow that up with something like if that's something you're interested in, I would love to help you right with that. Make it happen. Make you know, and then it's not me, me, me. Yeah. It's we and you. And your boss is like, oh, this guy, won't, this person wants to help me out. Yeah. That's kind of tight. Yeah. I can, I can kind of dig into that. I need somebody, and that's yeah, and then it's a good idea. And if you have a, the thing is, is if you have a boss that's open, that's actually going to be really helpful. Some of y'all don't, and that's really hard. At the end of the day, though, if you're at a place with terrible systems, no ability to improve, no ability to have impact on it, maybe you're just in the wrong place. Uh, and it's time to go somewhere else. And that's hopefully not the case for you. I think the case first and foremost comes through, try to communicate, learn what the values and the culture of the company is and the direction and the reasons behind what the things are that are happening are, and then work it out, get creative, paint that picture, make vision. There's a song coming up. Anyway. Yeah, that's a great one. (laughs) Uh, someone wrote in worst thing about my job. It's feeling like previous experience isn't really relevant as you're starting with a new company. I think that's actually the sad truth of pretty much almost everything in the world. Here's the thing. I like I was going to school and I was like, cool, I'm going to get a degree. And then I felt like Kanye because <laughs> I was like, here's what happens after you get a degree. Unless you become like a lawyer or a doctor or whatever those things are that you literally leave college to do. But it's like you're going no matter what every job you go to, you should have to not should, but you do. You always start somewhere towards the bottom or whatever the position is. You get retrained no matter what. They teach you how to do it there. Yeah. It's not as simple as you just roll in and you're like, yeah, this is what I do. And they're like, cool. Enjoy. Yeah. I think the only exception is if you have a really gnarly hard skill, like you're a computer programmer or you're exactly. a, a tech wizard or something like that and you shift from maybe one tech company to the other and they can just kind of plug you into the matrix give you a few things but if you're in if you're in almost anything else it's kind of part of of switching Straight careers up. yeah and i think the key is to work on some of those soft skills those communication relationship building skills work on contributing and work on things that will basically allow you to climb the ladder of your new company as fast as possible. Yep. Because if we bring someone into the fold, we could give a shit about how much they've made coffee anywhere else. Yep. No factor. They're going to go through training just like everybody else. They're going to do it the cat and cloud away. And one of the things that we've always said is, Cool. You know, you want to come work here? That's awesome. You start where everybody else starts. Yep. You start on the front line. It's the most important thing. This is this is where it happens, where you this get an idea of like how how our culture works and how we do what we do. Right. So if someone comes on and starts from the beginning, really we could care less. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it going, dude. You look tight. So if someone comes on with a bunch of coffee skill, we care less. But if someone comes on who's got really awesome communication skills, really good leadership qualities, just really good at building relationships, that person's infinitely more valuable to us than someone who can pull espresso. 
Oh yeah, because we can teach you to pull. Espresso. We can teach you to pull espresso, <laughs> and some those soft skills are are teachable too. But there's a longer road to those. Yep. It it takes a lot more emotional maturity, I guess, for lack of a better term, to to be really good at those things. It takes a lot more deliberate practice than it does to make coffee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, making coffee these days, if we if you're working with somebody who has experience they can get you really far pretty quick and that that is actually a lot easier than teaching you how to to treat people really well and to communicate and all those things chris just said and that's a sad truth because in this day and age more people think that the coffee is the more important thing but it's actually the least unfortunately least important thing to your guests all in and what i mean by that has nothing to do with the quality or the care it is just the thing that is the easiest to achieve highest quality on comparatively to the rest of the experience. Feel that. Let's do one more. Let's do one more and see I'll, what happens. I'll sacrifice my dog to the... Um, nice, dude. We'll cut off one of its legs. Yeah. We'll just probably... Call, Gino the tripod. String it up by his Gino hamstrings. Gino the tripod. Gino the tripod. Gino, Gino, Gino. There is a tripod chihuahua at the dog park that... Books. Gino, Gino, so hard. Gino, 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 Gino. You've got a little mustache. You look like a fox. You're Gino. <laughs> You're Gino. And that's who we're sponsored by today. Working for business owners that have no idea how to run a business. I mean, good question for you is, do you actually know that's true? <laughs> and here's why I say that. Because I was young once, too, and I thought that, too, and I was wrong, but I also was right about parts of it. So it'd be interesting to know, um, how much do you know about running a business? Here's Here's the thing that's actually interesting to me, is until you own one, there's a lot of details that you think are a lot easier to handle than they are, and then there's a lot more brain space that gets taken up with stuff that you used to not have to deal with. And I'm going to bat for probably 50% of business owners right now only because you're potentially right. A lot of people, let's be real. They open businesses and they don't know what they're doing. My issue is this. A lot of you hotshots out there think you do know what you're doing so much so that it'd be simple And I've seen it in other places where you get some leadership opportunity and you're actually not as tight as you think at all, at all, at all. And the only way to be tight is to actually be humble and maybe be the kind of person who doesn't say my boss doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And dude, right? Fucking right on. (laughs) Also, here's the thing. Your boss doesn't know what they're doing ever. They have no fucking clue in the same way that we don't know what we're doing anyway. There's no school for this. There's no you know? real school. There's they no try it. They re- fake it. There's no real legit like, oh, we're going to take you through the three-step master class yeah. to owning a business and being a boss. I'm we're a gonna, business master. We're going to we're gonna help you master the world of business. No, I literally have a master's in business. This There's, should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fundamentals, but I totally agree with you in that until you own a business, you have no idea what it feels like and you have no idea the scope of things that go into making something that is seemingly looks really simple tick because I guarantee you it's way more complex than you think. 
and I've been where you've been, which is I've been that younger gun ho dude. It's like I'm fucking smarter than all you idiots. Yeah, you guys are dumb as fuck. Yeah, it's simple. It's so I see it all simple. And maybe what you see, the picture of what you see, is simple because you're not really seeing the entire picture. But and you're not supposed <sighs> to see the entire picture if you can do your, if you're going to do your job well and you want to see the entire picture. Good luck, because if you see the entire picture, I guarantee you, you get overwhelmed. Oh, you don't want so to quick. No, you don't. Th- there's no benefit in seeing the entire picture. Not from your job position, most likely. No, I mean it. It puts things on your radar that are going to hamper your ability to crush what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but I think there's th- the more important thing than finding out whether your boss knows what he's doing or doesn't know what he's doing is trying to get a good gauge on does my boss care right is my boss trying to improve and if those things are true we need to honestly excuse some of the my boss has no fucking clue what's happening as long as they're they're not being like negligent in some way right specifically regarding safety and health and all of those things you know nobody wants to go to a toxic work culture but and hopefully you can see that they're passionate as well that yeah i think that's key too that's what i'm saying do they want to be that better person right do they want to grow and are they just having some bumps because i don't i don't like i've never i've never had a boss that knew what they were doing Ever in my entire life. I mean, start with this. You're creating something new if you're a business owner. Okay, so, yeah, everybody, we just said it a hundred times. The coffee part is actually the easy part of this. The rest of it is the hard part. And that's so non-romantic for everybody who's listening to this that loves specialty coffee and lives and dies by the espresso and the cafe and and the perfect pour over and the perfect roasted coffee. It's like... That stuff is an awesome craft. That is not owning a business. It's like trying to tell yourself that you know how to be a parent when you don't have a kid. They're not the exact same thing, but at the end of the day, you don't know how to be a parent until you have a kid, and you still don't. And when somebody is a business owner and they create a business, they're essentially like taking on a bunch of relationships and duties and ideas and bills and strategy and all these things that you just... They take a lot of brain space. And if you have a caring owner boss, they're probably more burnt out mentally than they let on. Just because it takes... If you have a good boss, they have so much to think about and consider. And unfortunately, oftentimes, they can't consider just you. They have to consider you in the context of the 10 to 50 other human beings and how whatever you're talking about and you care about affects the entire organization, not just you while still caring about you. And it's just not that simple to get all of that in a hat. And it's easy to, you want to be an advocate for yourself. I want to be an advocate for myself. Your owner probably gets to be an advocate for themselves less than they get to be an advocate for you in their life unless they really work hard and oftentimes if the owner works hard to be an advocate for themselves then the people who work for the owner ends up feeling maybe how you feel like my owner doesn't know what the fuck they're doing it's a hard it's a hard question to answer but i really am we're obviously passionate about this as owners now and i have a lot of empathy for owners who care there are owners who for sure don't care don't show up 
aren't available, take a paycheck and expect everybody to do the stuff. That's a yeah, and that's a whole different category. That's an absentee that's, owner. That's whack. Yeah, that's we're not, not down cool. with that. We never have no. been. No, no excuses for that. No, no love for that kind of game. No love for the heart of that city. But then, okay, walk over to the mirror, and just fucking look in that shit. Right. And then ask yourself a question: If I believe that my boss cares, if I believe that the, if I see evidence of consistent growth consistently trying to make the business a better place even though they're just really figuring it out in the moment and i believe that right am i going to get on board with this and do what i can to help the whole organization flourish do i believe enough in this organization to like put my stamp on it and be like you know what jared's a fucking idiot but i believe he's a good person i believe he's doing the best that he can and i believe in two years this place is going to be way better than it is right now and compared to other places i might work I think it's really awesome. Probably right. in the top 90 percentile. And if you if you look in the mirror and say that to yourself, then you're good. Like, do what you can to chip in. If you look in the mirror and you say, you know what? I don't think my boss gives a shit. I don't think he cares about us at all. I think he's in over his head and also is only doing this for himself. And Like his I, personal legacy or their personal, personal legacy. legacy. Or has no like interest in making the business grow. Like He just opened it because he thought it would be easy money. He doesn't want to invest any time, energy in it. And then you have to ask yourself, what am I doing here? Right. Why would I choose to work for someone like that? Yeah. Because you – assuming you're like – most people in this first world countries, yeah, you're choosing to work somewhere. You have the choice. You have the choice right. where you want to work. You can work. You want to work in coffee in Santa Cruz, right? You could work at ten coffee shops. Yeah, there's ten places you could work at. Pick the one that fits with you, right? Like with where you fit. Pick the one that you believe in. Like obviously, you don't get hired ten times out of ten, but if you're decently competent i don't know I, th- I think there's a spot for you somewhere well I, oh yeah oh, and and maybe <laughs> hopefully you care you know what you also might be experiencing is the hard truth of that like you're forever going to be working with humans that are not perfect and you can't expect them to make you happy and that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other thing to open up because the real thing that we all do i've done it myself is you expect your job to make you happy and I have the dream job that I always theoretically wanted, with the exception of, you know, being a, uh, a professional athlete. <laughs> uh, and and it doesn't always make me happy. And it shouldn't because life is about the ups and downs and life is about the the spaces between perfection and imperfection. And that's kind of how it works. And so I am always... The bigger our company gets, I'm always afraid of those people who expect, especially the ones who are like working their way up in leadership, who expect the job and Cat and Cloud to be the reason that their life is good. Happiness is always, always, it's an internal thing. Yeah. And it's it doesn't so come hard. from outside. There no. are things that can make you smile, that can add energy to your day. Yeah. But really, if you are a bummed, pessimistic person, your work experiences are going to be bummy and and overall negative. Yeah. If you be- that's why believe I think is one of our most like important values. Right. Because if you generally believe in what's going on, if you have that positive outlook, you can weather those storms of imperfection that are going to happen. 
Forever. Ye- forever. 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 It's Yeah. There's no end to this shit, right? It's it's all about that space in between. It's all about the journey because let's say you start on a project, you've got a goal in the future. At some point in time, you're going to reach that goal. Your whole life is readjusted to position that as your new baseline. Right. You're not all of a sudden like, "Cool, I'm done. Don't have to do anything else. Fully satisfied with my life now." Yeah, no. Totally dialed in. Don't have to do anything else. That's cool. I'm 25 years old and I can just cruise it out. Right. I'm 90. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It's not like that. It doesn't happen like that. And I think the the best organizations bring people in that actively contribute to that culture. They bring some happiness into work. Yes. They're not always taking away. Yeah. You got to put back in the pot. You know, because if you take, 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 yeah. take, take, the pot's going to be empty. It's not going to satisfy you. Yeah. There's there's nothing more to take from it. You need to fucking add into that thing. You need to be shoveling coal on that fire. You need to be paying in. And it's like interest. You pay in. You pay in. You pay in. You might only see marginal gains for a for little, a little bit, bit of time. Yeah. But if you can have that long view and look over the next two, three, five years, Game and you changer. say it's something you really believe in, you can really affect shit. You yeah. can make shit way better than it ever could have been. And you might just have to be waiting till your moment. That's and what's interesting. You know, like you might not know what it is and then all of a sudden it'll click and you'll be like, oh, this is why I'm here. And what's your moment? You know, it's like how long do you have to wait for a moment? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Dude, I don't know. We're like, we're <laughs> old, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I was like wanting to go to Coffee Origin forever and ever and ever. It took years and years and years to go. And that's just a trip to Origin. And that's just a trip to Costa Rica. That's just a trip to Origin. I mean, people, people have empty nest syndrome for the same reason. They put all their love into this one, into these kids, and they leave, and they're like, I don't know what to do with my life. People are hitting me up like, I'm 24, and I feel so lost. And I'm like, do you know what I was doing when I was 24? I was going out and skateboarding. Yeah, that's it. You're like way ahead of the curve. I had, yeah. I had a little job. I was making coffee in Modesto. Yeah, that's it. Whatever, it was fine. Yeah. I was sure cool i probably wish i would have been thinking about my career but i wasn't and it's i mean you have internet's <coughs> what makes you think about your career back then we didn't have the same thing so we actually dude i thought my coffee shop job was like a, a pretty good situation i was like oh i'm above most of my friends who are working at like fast food or movie theaters or whatever i'm like oh cool i got like a cafe culinary expression job where i'm like doing something for people here's a tweet from james alcesher it's pinned on his twitter page Ooh, so it's go for follow real. him on you, twitter if it's pinned it stays it's for pinned. He changes some of the pins, but it's a it's a photo. Here are some people who accomplish things late in life. I admire all of them. I'm 51, and one day I'm going to figure out what I want to do with my life. Stanley, creator of the Marvel Universe, didn't write his first hit comic until he was 40. Harlan Sanders, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, yeah. What is he? 56 or something like that. Um, didn't start KFC. excuse me until he was 62 oh he was 62 that's right 62 that's insane julia child didn't start her cooking career until she was in her her mid 50s all of these people that are just crushing it they're finding their finding their passions like changing the game late later in life and i think that's so cool and it's and it doesn't mean that you don't matter or you don't exist until you find that it just means that you don't have to be panicked about it every day. Like how much stress people are under trying to figure out their their one zone or that defining moment. And it's 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 okay to contribute to something, have fun, and leave the world better than you found it. Like 
that's pretty rad. You can do that from you can do that from any position and I don't know, man. That shit just that shit just kind of trips me out. The whole f- figuring out that like that powerballer moment. Yeah, it, I'm with you. I think that's a good way to fit. I mean, the powerballer moment is like it's going to be probably different than you expected. And you actually can just bank on that. It'll be for sure different than you expected. And if you expect it to come from your job specifically, you're probably banking on the wrong thing, but maybe you're not. And, and if you think you know, yeah, if you think you have a exact clue, let go of that a little bit. Loosen your grip on all this stuff. I mean... I'm telling that to myself also, too, and always. It's always a reminder. Loosen your grip. It's and, amazing. And let some of it be. It's amazing how you find things. Like, yeah. The only reason I got a job in a coffee shop, even though I always drank coffee and loved coffee, was that I had back surgery when I was 20, 21. Right. Didn't want to go back to work at the skate shop because I didn't want to be around that culture because I couldn't skate or anything and it hurt right. my feelings too much. Yeah. And my homie Matt was like, you should come work at the coffee shop. You kick it there. We could put you on some light duty stuff and you could just do, you know, talk to people, serve them coffee. Yeah. No big chill. deal. That's just how I started working in the coffee shop. Yeah. No, no plan to do anything. Right. Nope. It was whatever. I didn't care that much, you know? Yeah. Fell in love with espresso, fell in love with these different elements of the culture, felt really empowered. Fast forward. Like, it's totally on accident. It's not like I was all, all right. I'm going to have a career in coffee. Yeah, I'm going to be a coffee This guy. is what's going down. I see YouTube. And then we're going to open this, and then we're going to have this kind of thing. And, you know, no. it. it's even this podcast. We're just like, hey, we should probably do this. Yeah, we should probably talk. There's not a master plan. It's like, oh, we have some stuff to share. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm Let's have some fun with it. Beating a dead horse. Horse is dead. Horse is dead. Podcast is over. And so are your dreams. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. <laughs> And the place that you work what tells you how do? to do this. We can't podcast like this. <laughs> you, I think you could trank him. This is insane. You. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Carol, edit that out. 2640. Okay, Carol, 3031. <laughs> We've got a dog barking. A dog barking. One of our favorite things to do together is to go skateboard together. My dog loves and to run. And he's having a really hard time understanding why I'm walking around on these crutches, scooting around in this cart. It's, you know... It makes me feel like a deadbeat dad is how I feel. <laughs> I just want my dad. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Can you put him in this cage and see what happens? Yeah, dude. You're about to go in your cage, You're Gino. about to get caged up. Here I go. I'll be right back. Oh, God. Sorry. Some people... <sighs> Carol's going Carol's gonna to kick your ass because she's going to have to edit out so many dog barks. I can't play with you right now, dude. I literally can't walk. I'm sorry. And you can't just sit there and bark at me. It's not fair. It's not fair to everybody in the internet. Hey, uh, Gino, can you speak? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here. Everyone's going to go through the same basic training. The dog is licking my mouth right now <laughs> as I'm talking to you. In the side he of my demands mouth. <laughs> satisfaction. It's in his mouth. <laughs> He's licking my mouth. I'm a good dad dog. You're acting like a chump. This is insane. Dude, maybe you need a tug-of-war thing. Do you have a tug-of-war thing? A little one. <laughs> a little one. So annoying. Now he wants to play. It's not a play. Ooh. Nope. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. I'm so mad right now. Gino, you make this hard. <laughs>